Do you want me to just go into the music? I mean, I guess that's the best place to start. Let's do it then. Okay. Let me start it again so you hear the whole dead gum thing this time. I, w- I would appreciate that. <laughs> I think we just had our intro. I don't know what you're talking about. Now I got to start it again because you're talking over the music, David. What do you mean? <laughs> Out of the Billboard Top 100 all-time podcast theme songs. Coming in at number one, Unrelated at Birth. Brothers but not by birth. Family but not by DNA. David and Adam are two of a kind. And they want to borrow some of your day. To talk into your ear holes about midi-chlorians and roller coasters. Those two things are unrelated but so are they. who aren't related unrelated at first but they're brothers in a brotherly way now it's time for the phenomenal brother and the golden voice of the south they're brothers from different mothers but they're both really proud to be unrelated at first and Welcome back into the greatest show on earth, unrelated to birth. As always, you've got the one, the only, the golden voice of the South, the human jukebox, Dave Adams, coming to you recorded and in living color all the way from the top of the state of Alabama. That's right, in Madison, Alabama, in the Unrelated at Birth podcast studios. And as always, I have brought along my friend from the Flying Tigers Stadium, the one, the only, the phenomenal brother, Adam Joseph Russell. That is where I was. That's astute. Thank you, Dave. You're very welcome. Who are in did first place I... in their division, by the way. Oh, cool. Did the Tigers fly? They did. Okay. Well, that, that, and I thought and I thought pigs would before we'd be in first place, but here we are. Well, there you go. <laughs> I mean, at least the Tigers didn't trade away all your prospects because yeah. the Angels sure traded away all of True story. <laughs> the Trash Pandas po- prospects. Well, that's why. That's so, why what we'll play later is true. Or not yes. true, depending on who you ask about the Angels. I, I, about who? The Angels. Oh, okay. Hey, I do have to say one thing. <laughs> the Trash Pandas are, as you said, Angels, right? Yes, they yeah. are the okay, Angels. Okay, good. All right, just checking yeah. we were on the same page. Yeah, I do have to say one thing. You should consider yourself lucky that I'm, I'm actually on recording with you tonight. Oh, yeah? Because I've already watched the first episode of Ahsoka. I still have to watch the second one. So I'm, I, it, it's, I'm, I'm lucky that you're here because why you didn't fall asleep or no, what are you trying Ahsoka's to say? On. Oh, because it's available. God. Yes. Okay. I, I have to commend your company, Adam. You? This is the first time that they have made the shows available the night before it's supposed to be available. And, and, and I love it. So aren't like, they just available then? Like, is it the night well, before okay, they're so really what, available? What uh, Amazon Prime does is, you know, they say available on Wednesday morning at blah, blah, blah. But what but they put it out there at nine Eastern. Okay. And I think Disney noticed that a lot of people are that's picking up a lot of traction. So and uh, so if you know they're going to do that, isn't aren't they just I mean, aren't you kind of psychologically fooling yourself into acting surprised? Oh, the content's there early. It hey, was Adam, always Adam, intended to be there. The big blockbusters. When do they come out? Um, 
in the summer? Well, no. They they the, they <laughs> always say releasing that Friday, right? Yeah. But but what day are they always in the theaters? Oh, on on but, Thursday. But but I right. don't check so the show times and like, oh, it's actually here Thursday. Well, it's no, always we, we there knew, Thursday. We knew that it was going to be out on Thursday. So why not just say that's the date? Why why don't block people in movie theaters? Why don't they do that? I don't. I'm it's, asking the same question. It's, it's I don't know. Same, it's the same thing. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's like they they want that prime time. Get Amazon wants the prime time. Yes. Oh, shoot. Why am I doing that? I forgot. Wait, where's that we your have... button? That's the wrong one. That's the wrong one. Which one is it? There it is. Hey, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's do something a little uh, different. We got a lot to get into today. Yeah. Um, why don't we get to your dad, the, the question of the day first. Okay. And, and then we'll go from there. All right. Sounds good. All right, here we go with Virgil asks a question. Every couple of years, Americans watch as the government dukes it out over whether to raise the mysterious debt ceiling that allows the U.S. to pay off its many financial obligations around the world, kind of like arguing over how to split up a check. But have you ever wondered who the United States actually owes all that money to? Here's a list of the top nine countries we owe that money to excluding number one, which is the basis of my question. Number nine is Ireland at $250 billion. Number eight is Switzerland at $266.7 billion. Number seven is the Cayman Islands at $288.3 billion. Number six is Luxembourg at $320 billion. Number five is Belgium at $331.1 billion. It's a lot of Number waffles. four is the UK at $668.3 billion. Number three, China at $860 billion. Oh, China. And number two is Japan at $1.09 trillion. <sighs> the number one per, uh, country that we owe the money to is at $24 trillion. My question is, what country do we owe that $24 trillion to? Hmm. And man, what is the minimum payment? What is the service <laughs> payment on a trillion dollars to Japan? It's like... I, I don't even want to know. Man. All right, so it's not China. It's not Japan. Nope. It's not Belgium. Did he say, did he say India? Did he say India? Let's... Japan, China, UK, Belgium, Luxembourg, Cayman Islands, Switzerland, Ireland. No India. Is India your guess? Per capita in India, twenty four trillion would be like five bucks, right? I mean, you yeah, start to get to I'm some guess, of these large I'm populations. Guessing it, I'm guessing India. It is not India. Okay. It is the greatest country on God's green earth. Us? It's us. The total debt held by the public stands at $24.64 trillion, and that's debt securities, treasury bonds, notes, things bought by banks, insurance companies, state and local governments, et cetera. The total debt held by the public is almost $25 trillion now. If you wow. Round All right. So, yeah. So, can we, can we call that in and not pay our taxes? <laughs> you owe me $24 trillion. I'll take my 1000 right. If you do that enough times. <laughs> I'll take my money. <laughs> United well, States right, better so, have my money. <laughs> <laughs> but 
please don't sing the real song. Oh no, don't worry. Um, are, are we gonna? So we got a couple other. We got a call. We got BK called us back. Do we want to do that, or do we want to do our Stephen A. Smith clip? Uh, we can do both calls. Uh, we can do BK. You can have it your way. That's fine. Whopper, 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 whopper. No, that's the wrong one. There it is. I've got to. Uh, I've got to rememorize my colors. Come on. Are okay. you colorblind tonight? <laughs> yeah, just tonight. It's selective. Selective. All right. So. BK had a call uh, mostly focused on the Michael Orr story we did last week. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, Baymax, here we go. Here's BK's call. Hey, what up, BK? What up? I uh, just uh, wanted to comment on the uh, last show, uh, in particular the uh, the Michael Orr um, Tui incident. Uh, real quick Michael correction. Um, they were, well, at least Michael Orr, Orr was from Memphis. Uh, that's where the Tuies lived and currently live, as far as I know. So he didn't go to high school in Oxford. He went to high school in Memphis, a uh, Christian school where Hugh Freeze was the coach. That's ironic. Um, it's kind of funny that they sort of talked about it in the movie. If you remember the you know beginning of the movie and the end of the movie where he was talking to that NCAA uh, investigator about the Tuies that. They were just using him to make money off of or make money for Old Miss. Uh, so it's kind of interesting that nobody's hmm. brought that up. Uh, but uh, I think it's just uh, it's very uh, sad. Uh, it's interesting in the effect that uh, some people are now calling for Sandra Bullock to give up her Oscar because of all this is going on. And uh, real quick update, if you haven't already talked about it, um, apparently in a book that he wrote, Michael Orr wrote in 2011, that he acknowledged that they were in a conservatorship, that the Tuies um, had him sign a, a conservatorship. And he was told the reason being is that he was 18, they couldn't adopt him, and it was for um, the uh, scholarship or whatever. For him to get into Old Miss, they had to have a conservatorship. But anyways, I wanted to comment on that. Uh, very interesting, very sad, but, uh, you know, money, money, is, uh, money is bad sometimes. So... Anyways, guys, uh, looking forward to the next show. Hope all is well. And uh, oh, hold on, I, I gotta go. My uh, dealer is calling me because I'm down to uh, them stems. All right, later. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh, can can we revisit that one time? I invite everybody within the sound of my voice, regardless of where in the world you are from, because we do actually get some international downloads, believe it or not, that are not been. Um, and. Look up Wilson Pickett singing Hey Jude. It was recorded in Muscle Shoals, Alabama with the Swampers. Right. The best version of Hey Jude by far. Just one data point in the vast array of data points that proves that the covers are better than the originals. Oh, so dude, look it up sometime. You, Anybody who can hear me. You will never convince me. I'm not trying to. Okay. Some people just don't accept the truth. That's fine, Dave. I will never be convinced that... Any other Hey Jude other than the Beatles is the best. Okay. Just give it a chance. That's all I ask. Part of Alabama uh, okay. history. So I, I, I'll give it a shot. Give it a shot. I will give it. That's all I ask. So wait, you go, only get we, one shot. Do <laughs> well, not I'm not going to throw chance. it away. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't throw up mom's spaghetti on your sweater already. <laughs> I was going more for Hamilton, but. Okay. Okay. Anyway. We got one other thing before other we get things. into our big topic. So it ties back to your thing with the angels. I came across this take from Stephen A. on ESPN. And it's actually clean. And it is. I, 
don't know if I made it all the way through. I'm pretty sure it is. If it's not, we'll just edit it out. What the heck? Um, so, so Stephen A talking about the angels themselves and their relevance in major league baseball. So let's, uh, let's, let's give this a shot. Here we go. Okay. Angelus angels of Anaheim. No one cares about you. Who? No one. I don't even know. I've been in LA quite often. I never hear anybody talking about the angels. We love driving by the stadium. Uh It looks really nice. Uh No one cares. You're irrelevant. Period. Yeah, that's it clean. So Let, let so what I did was I went to ESPN's website, his own home base, if you will, home plate, dugout, right. uh, locker room, and pulled up the MLB attendance report for 2023. Okay. And I want you to guess, if they're so irrelevant, right, where on the list of all 30 major league teams does the Angels, do the Angels fall in average attendance? And this was about halfway... This was about 65 games into the season, I'll say. No, no, no. This is this is current. Sorry. I was looking at home. Home and road. So they're about 120 something games into the season. So this is this is fairly current. Where do they fall on the list of 30? I would say they're probably If I had to guess, I would say probably 13th. 13th. Okay, that's a good guess. Where would you guess that the Detroit Tigers are during Miggy's final season. Dead last. <laughs> no, that's actually the Oakland A's. Come on. <laughs> Don't okay. you watch the news, Dave? No, that's actually the Oakland A's. So Detroit is 26th during Miguel Cabrera's final season. That enough isn't even of a pull, right? Where would you guess right. that the Cleveland Indians, or the, excuse me, the Guardians, I'll get hip with the, with the lingo, the Cleveland yeah. Guardians? Uh, they're probably... 18. 21. Close enough. Detroit's okay. 26. Cleveland's 21. We're working our way with this. The San Francisco Giants, if you can dodge the messes on the sidewalk to get there, where would you guess that they are? 14. They're 16. Okay. Um, maybe you may not be continuing our way on the list. The Boston Red Sox. They're probably 10. The Boston Red Sox are 12th. One spot behind... The Los Angeles Angels, who are in hmm. 11th. They average 33,669 people per game, which is not too shabby, considering this list goes all the way down to Oakland, who's barely breaking 10,000. Which so, is why they're moving to Las Vegas. But here, here's, here's the problem that I have with this take, and I'll cut to the chase. I kind of drug that out. I apologize to everybody listening if you're not interested, but I am very interested. The Angels are kind of my adopted team. The Dodgers, I, it was fun going to Dodger Stadium, but uh, ever since Angel's in the outfield, and it could happen, yeah. you know, you just love yeah. it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, baseball is not all about the championship. I know Billy Bean, Moneyball, I get it. If you don't win the last, I mean, the last game, nobody cares, right? Baseball is a system, and going to minor league baseball games a lot like the two of us do, we appreciate the fact that baseball is a development system of players that eventually probably end up in a medium to larger market team who then goes all the way and wins the championship, right? The Angels are relevant because they have adopted Shohei Otani and Mike Trout, and those two players are some of the best players in baseball. Now, does it it stink for them that the game from the other night, they lost 9-6 to to Tampa Bay, uh, I think it was Tampa Bay, after Shohei and Trout both had wonderful games and had they, they pulled a triple playoff at some point in the game. Right. They did a triple play and still lost. 
yeah, that kind of stinks for the local fans, but getting to see them play, they ha- everybody has to start somewhere, you know, and relevance, I don't think can, it can be determined based off of record alone. It's what it means to no. the local area too. And that's what Tampa Bay is an example is missing. I don't think a lot of people drive to St. Pete all the way across the bridge to watch a game, number one, but it's not steeped in the area. It's not something that's been there for long enough, I think, to really take and hold, which is one reason that the whole question's up in the air, if they're going to move to Montreal or not. But I think the Angels are more of a part of a certain area of L.A. I don't know where Stephen A's driving around, but a certain part is rabid about the I mean, they're in Anaheim. They're right there basically across the interstate from Disney. Literally, you can see the stadium from a lot of the hotels there, too. But it's like that that rivalry – is almost Alabama-Auburn level. So relevance yeah. doesn't necessarily mean good record, bad record. It's what I you mean understand. to the culture of the area you're from. Yeah, I don't really understand where Stephen A. is coming from with that because in my mind, Stephen A. is really good when it comes to football yes. and basketball. Yeah, He knows his stuff. But when it comes to baseball, his takes are notorious. Notorious? Notorious, notorious yeah. Yeah, notorious for being just dumb. Yeah. And, and this is one of the worst takes I've ever heard. Well, and this feels like more of a take of Shohei should be with the Yankees or the Red Sox. He shouldn't be right. in Anna. It's more of that kind of a feel, like well, I'm just kind of griping be because he's not where we're going to see him all the time. And West Coast games are late. Nobody even gets to right. watch him on the East Coast, you know, that kind of thing. The two best players in baseball – one well, three best players. One of them is in Atlanta. We yep. get to see him play all the time. Yep. You don't. I do. Um, but two of the best players in Major League Baseball are in Los Angeles in, for the Angels. That's right. And we, like you said, we don't get to see that draw. Like, I'm glad they're finally starting to do the the system where you play every team all, every year. Yeah. Because we finally on the East Coast we get to see Shohei and Mike Trout. But for the most part, you're right. They start their games at 11 o'clock where, I, where you are, well, 10 o'clock for me. Well, it's hard, I think, for – and it's not just ESPN, it's everybody. It's hard for any sportscaster right now who's on TV especially. If you're a local broadcaster, it's different. But if you're a national figure, your coverage is no longer highlights and showing the things. I mean, you can tune over to ESPN News and you can catch SportsCenter. Right. But most of what Stephen A. talks about is hollering at somebody over Dak Prescott's contract and whether or not he's going to throw 50 interceptions or 20 interceptions. And it's like you haven't even given them any coverage anyway. So part of their right. relevance, relevance is determined by how much airtime you've given them, which is zero. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. it's kind of like I said, it's a whole like symbiotic system that you're a part of that you're dogging something, but you don't talk about it until you dogged it. And that's probably one reason it's not as relevant as it could be as you didn't talk about it. So right. anyway. I just heard that take, and it's like, especially you're connected to the Angels in a way now. So, Right, I am. I I have another topic that I want to talk about that you and I talked about on text this morning. Okay. Um, We talked about a few things. Where are you going? You you and I are have had a a ongoing discussion on should grown men wear jerseys. (laughs) And, and and on this show, we have. If you've watched our 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 clips, you see that I wear jerseys quite a lot. Sure. Uh, so you know which side of the fence I lie on. Adam sends me a a a cool bomber jacket this morning, and and I think this is going to have to be the clip because we have to show this in the clip. Okay. You do you have it ready to show? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, good, or, okay. or we could just put this in. We'll talk about no, it. Put it. Bring it. Bring we'll, it up on the thing. It'll, it'll look okay, more professional okay. that way. Yeah. 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 So here, here it is. This is a bomber jacket for those of you who don't know Star Wars. This is Admiral Thrawn's Uniform. jacket. Yeah. And and it is two sided. You could go one side and it's his uh, Admiral Thrawn uniform, or the other side is his Chiss uniform. And the color is the color of his skin. Right. Like the color is, of the inside. Right. Now, I would never wear it on that. I'd wear sure. the Admiral Thrawn white. The question I have is Is this acceptable for a grown man to wear when it gets cold? Adam, what's your take? <laughs> I, th I think it depends. It's like I said over text. It depends on the context. Now, if you're going to Comic-Con, a convention, GameStop, if you're going to the store, eh, okay, right? But it depends on context. If you and your family are going to Galaxy's Edge, sure. I think it I makes sense for, wear the, a jacket in for the two days out of the year that it's cold there. <laughs> right? Go ahead, right? right? But for me, if, if you and your wife are like, hey, we're going to dinner, and I feel the same way about a jersey, let's go out to dinner, hang on, let me go throw on my Thrawn jacket, no, okay. and you have gray I, I, in your beard, you should not be making that decision. So the way that you said it this morning is you said if you're going to Publix. I, I would even say Publix, yeah. You if, should if, not wear this if you have gray I, in your beard. I mean, I, I'm not mad at you for it. I get it. But at the same time, it's like, pay attention to me. It's like, look at my Star Wars. Okay. It's like, I just, I don't know. I don't know. So let's, <laughs> I always go back to this TikTok. <laughs> I am an adult. I have adult money, which means <laughs> I can spend my adult money on things that I love. Absolutely. And you know what? And it shows their Funko Pop collection. You or, are, you know. I am not mad at you at all, but put yourself, and I know things are different. It's a different time, but put yourself in a time machine and let's go back. Let's go way back, right? And let's go to the year ish that we were born, 1980, 1981, somewhere around okay. there. And our dad wants to wear a chips jacket to the, to the store. Because he I mean, really likes the show Chips. But he's not a California police watched, officer. He's not a highway patrolman. But he example, just loves Chips. Okay, then tell me this. Okay, say you want to dress like Miami Vice. Everybody no, dressed that was like the Miami fashion. Vice. That was the fashion of the time. That was the colors and the hairstyle and the sunglasses. It was not the military insignia. Okay, how about this? I'm going to be my, my, my dad and me when I'm five years old and we watched the heck out of some GI Joe man, because he played right. with the dolls when he was a kid. And now he wants to go they're out in a dolls. bright they're, blue. They, they, they are not dolls. They used they to be big dolls. Figures. They used to be big they're dolls. Action they figures. used to be big dolls. Then they made them smaller action figures. I understand your point, but my dad says, you know what, son, I'm going to go buy a bright blue Cobra commander jacket because I love GI Joe. And I'm going to go to the store with you dressed like, Cobra Commander. I even have mirrored sunglasses to pull off the effect. Are you embarrassed as a five-year-old? No. Oh, Dave. I, as a five-year-old, you think that's the coolest thing ever. All right, 12-year-old. Yes. Nine to 13, like our kids are now. My kid, well, you have a younger one, but most of, three of the four are in that bracket. Are they embarrassed to go out with us? Then you shouldn't uh, be wearing it. Then you should okay. not be wearing it. That's, that's kind I of I would point. wear Thrawn 
any day of the week. Would you wear a thong to work? Yes, I would. Oh, no. As a jacket, I would wear it. But I would not ever wear this. (laughs) Have you ever ever seen? Have you ever seen the guy on, um, I only see it on Instagram. He's probably got mostly TikTok, but he wears the, the black cowboy hat and the black trench coat. And he's like, hello, sir. Mayhaps you can yeah. help me. That, that's, that's the yeah, kind of guy yeah. that would wear that shirt. I mean, okay, let's be honest. Oh, okay. man. I have a Disney Wish jacket that looks a lot like that Thrawn jacket. So, and yeah, but I, see I that, again, that. that's, you went on the Wish. You did a thing. And you have a memory of that thing, not this is someone else's thing they wear in this fake thing that I watch. To me, that, that's a costume. I think that's the problem that I have with it. I don't play the sport. I root for the team. But I look like I played a sport. I look like I'm a general, grand admiral. But you're I'm not. not it's blue. fake. It's fake. That's, I think that's the problem that I have with it. Okay. But, All right. Now, if you wanted to wear a letter jacket or a million dollar band jacket, more power to you. And I, you, that's why I said that. He, he has left. This is, this is like being live again. Let's see what audio we can get from this. I heard something open. I hear him walking. See, now look. See, is that high school, though? This is. Oh, see, that's a whole other thing. It still fits, too. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't grown much since high school day. You were six foot 11 back then too. Fancy. Oh, wow. Fancy. Do the turn. He's modeling it for us. Ladies and gentlemen, this might, this whole thing is going to end up being the clip because this is all video instead of audio. It's got the year too. You're so old. <laughs> 99. Yours would say 98. Why don't I have glory days queued up right now? Dun, 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 dun. Anyway, that that well, Dave, you, I've talked a lot. You haven't really shared your take. We haven't even really gotten to the main topic yet. But we haven't. What 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 do you think about that jacket? Where do you stand on that? I would buy it and I would wear it. Where would you wear it? And where where would you draw the line? Okay, so I wouldn't wear it to church. I wouldn't wear it to a nice dinner. Would you wear it if you but, even went out to like? See, Toy Box Bistro, I would be okay wearing something like that at. And I know it's closed. Okay. But that fits with the theme. I went to a Mexican restaurant this week wearing an Alabama football jersey. On, it's, so, not, it's not season yet, man. It's not the season yet. I watched a Did football game. Did you just game. leave practice to go eat some Mexican? No. I was wear, I just, I, it's not I the wear season football jerseys. It's not the it's season. Time. It's time. It time. is time. It's not the season yet. Man, I forgot how comfortable that letter jacket was. <laughs> If it ever gets cold in my was, office, I'm throwing that thing back on. That thing was comfy. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I'm not mad at anybody. Look, do your thing. You yeah. be you. It's just personal preference. Says the guy who uh, wears it, fishing shirts every day and shorts and because I live in well, Florida. <laughs> so. I know, right? You, first off, you would never buy a jacket. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't need a jacket. <laughs> right. I, honey, can you turn the thermostat down to 65 just so I can wear my jacket, please? <laughs> <laughs> I'd totally do it, too. <laughs> You're also the man that says that uh, no no man should ever wear spirit jerseys. But I agree with that I wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly, there are some spirit jerseys that are. are They're exactly made. the same shirt. They're just a different size. I agree. Just different colors and different graphics. It's the same there idea. Are, it was made look, for cheerleaders. It was made for it, that type of thing, and 
coming from the guy who sent me a picture of a lounge fly and I had to talk Look, him out of buying it's it. Fig, it's figment. And it's glitter. It's it's glimmery, glittery figment. I never said I would buy it. Mm. I just said, I don't need it. I don't need you it. Said, I don't need it. That is what you said three times in the same text, yeah. just in a, in a row. Yeah. Yes, yes. You yes. were thinking. You were still anyway, thinking about right. it, though. So what we're here to talk about. <laughs> None of that, really? I know, right? Well, see, we, we did all of our tangents at the beginning. Like we do always. And now we're not going to go on any more tangents. Scott yeah, and if you believe that, I got some oceans front property in Arizona. <laughs> uh, um, if, you, if you buy that, I'll throw the Golden Gate in free. <laughs> All right. So a couple of months ago, uh, actually, wow, way back in May. I didn't yeah. know it was that long ago. Billboard released what I thought at the time, and I still think they, they might be saying this, because there is an order to this. The top 100 Disney verse songs of all time. It, we we're going to be here for a very long time if we go through all 100. <laughs> Let's start at 100. Songs. Please. Start well, because I, I I have some thoughts because of one or 199, I think should be a lot higher if this was a true list of truly in order songs. See, but it says the the last paragraph says thus we present our hundred favorite songs, the happiest list on earth. I, I, I don't get the feeling that it's ranked. If they would have ranked that, it would have taken far too much time for their ADD to have finished. Their ADD? <laughs> so is that what you're telling me? You know who it is just by that? No, 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 no. That's not what I meant. But we'll, okay. we'll get into that in a second. Okay. I, I, so, I, so I'm treating, I'm looking at this list as it is not ranked. Okay. That's the lens I, I'm looking at it through. I hope that's the way it is. But well, why is that? We, Let, oh, are we before? Sorry. Did before I jump we do that, let's give your and my... I've got top six. I have six. And and ours are ranked. Yes. Uh, top six of Disney original songs. And, and when I say, the reason I say classify it that way, because you theoretically could put any Star Wars song as a Disney song now, but it's not. So um, no Simpsons theme. No Simpsons theme. <laughs> no, it has to be made for an original Disney movie or original Disney show or a park, um, a park ride. Okay. Or park song. Okay. Because veggie, veggie, fruit, fruit is on the list. Oh, thank goodness. But but kitchen cabaret mm. is not. I think that's what they meant. Again, yeah. that the little clues as to who wrote this. Right. Exactly. All right. So <laughs> number six for for you. Let's start with yours, Adam. Number six for me is "Want to Be Like You" from the Jungle Book. That Great is one. a banger. And I think that what I liked about it is it, it fits with the time. That was the kind of, you know, jazzy kind of music, that kind of thing. Right. But it um, still to this day, I think, stands out as one of those songs that you know immediately the scene, the movie, you can see it in your head, everything. So yep. that's, that's mine. All right. Number six for me is Under the Sea. Just because of the, the colors it uses, the the Sebastian singing it in the Jamaican accent. And to me, that's always what I think of when I think of just amazing. Yeah. Alan Mankin music. I dig it. So, all right. All right number five, Adam. Number five for me is a tie. Um, so you got seven songs. Well, yeah, technically six slots, seven songs, um, both vintage Disney. Uh, well, I guess one would be vintage. One is newer, but maybe mine. Is one of those that gets you every time. 
<laughs> and that is none of the other ones. Well, actually, we might match on another one, too. Um, Dave just showed me his list. I have a preview, everybody. Um, but um, Baby Mine and Udalali from Robin Hood. Robin Hood is one of yep. my favorites as well. So Baby Mine is not on the list at all. It is not. And I have a very, very emotional attachment to this song. Um, a, it is some because y'all all know my family's fascination with Dumbo because of Ellie. But what, what's even deeper than that is in the early 90s, uh, there was a, a CD, Best of Country, Do the Best of Disney. And early 90s, I was in fifth grade. I, I was not very popular. I, I came home crying a lot. And that, that song sung by Alison Krauss on that album uh, was a song that, that mom always played for me and it always calmed me down. And she was always able to calm me down at the time. Uh, so that, that song's always been very special to me for my, my family, for what it's meant. So that, that's just, yeah, baby mine. Awesome. Yeah. Very good. Um, my number four is from here on out. I'm not very vintage. I'll admit number four for me. We just mentioned it is kitchen cabaret. One of, one of my favorite Epcot theme park, Disney world things of all time was that show. Absolutely. That show. So, yeah. um, Soren's not bad. <laughs> Soren's all right, I guess. But um, give me give me my servings of fruits and vegetables. What about you? Uh, I've got my last uh, Alan Menken entry here, and it's be our guest mm. uh, because I I just go back to that scene in the Philhar Magic it, it, where oh it's, yeah it's the, sh the champagne popping and you smell that smell and it, it's it's spun off so much Disney from early nineties on sure that be our guest it belongs on anybody's list okay okay number so. three for me is um great big beautiful tomorrow just because i had to have one on here that was the sherman brothers at the piano yeah that kind of thing so i went between some mary poppins and this and stuff like that I almost put um feed the birds because the whole story where walt used to just walk into the sherman brothers office and lay on the couch and say play it and they would play it yeah. for him, you know, but, uh, but I went with great, big, beautiful tomorrow. Very so optimistic. I, I've got number three is spoonful of sugar. Uh, Mary there Poppins. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> there you yeah. go. Yeah. Nice. It, it's, it's the best to, in my mind. That movie is some of the best classic Disney music of all time. Absolutely. Uh, but, and I think spoonful of sugar is the quintessential Mary Poppins song. Cool. All right. Very good. So, number two for me, no surprise is the theme from The Rocketeer, the main theme. I think the way that movie opens and the music that goes along with it together are probably one of the best intros in any movie ever. Um, mm. I mean, you don't have to agree. It's fine. Our lists are different. Star okay. No, 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 I didn't say the best ever. I said one of the best you, ever. Okay, okay. Because okay. because when you when you start out like that and you've got the way that that music feels, like literally it's one of those songs, like Star Wars is a very big like march, very dramatic. This is one of those songs where if literally you play it and just close your eyes, it makes you feel hopeful. It's just yeah. the way it makes me feel. So that's why I picked it. Okay, all right. 
Number two for me, you already mentioned it. It's the quintessential Sherman Brothers song, Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. Yeah. And I have a tie for number one. Well, you go ahead. What's your number one? So it's one's old and one's very new. When You Wish Upon a Star is, is, is the other one related to that in some way? Some way. Okay, we did not discuss this list beforehand, folks. Just no. FYI, just in case this goes where I, I think it might be going. I don't, I don't think you're going to have this. Okay, all right. So when you but wish upon when, a star. When you wish upon I, a star. I can get with that, yeah. Read down and find your happily ever after. Oh, okay, yeah. That happily ever after has spoken to me more as a father than any other Disney song has. Just because of what it means and what it's meant to my family. Sure. To and what what it's it, it just the way that fireworks show makes you feel that song to me is is so Disney it's it's amazing and it's not on the list by the way <laughs> it's not on the list billboard um, I'm 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 a little upset at you well you know and I, I went the same a similar route that's why I thought we were heading there together was um I have my number one is wishes because yeah. again the sentimental value behind it. And I, and I love happily, excuse me, I love happily ever after. I still wish every now and then they would mix it up a little bit, but I understand why they can't because you have to order things in bulk. But I, um, right. I, and there's um, no castle projection for wishes. Yeah. Well, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But um, sometimes the Maybe sky can do all of the stuff, you know. But I, I, um, it debuted a month and a half after I started. Yeah. And so that whole thing around, your wishes coming true. I just started working for Disney. All of that just ha- happened together at the same time, and it has right. always stuck with me. So that's my number one. Cool. I-, I am a little shocked you didn't say when you wish upon a star on there because it it it, it was close. I wanted to, but wishes I put that one on there yeah. kind of as a you know yeah homage sentimental value. Yeah. Um, I did ten earlier, and uh, I had my seven was friend like me. Eight was You've Got a Friend in Me mm. from Toy Story. Nine, Remember Me. Yeah, that's a good one. And 10 was Grim Grinning Ghost. Yeah. Yeah, if I had to round out, it would be Grim Grinning Ghost would be in there. Um, It was right in my head and I lost it. Say your, say your first two again. Uh, 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 a Friend and Like eight. Me. Mm-hmm. And You've Got a Friend in Me. Yeah. Uh, remember Me. And then Grim Grinning Ghost. Yeah, Grim Grinning Ghost would be in there. Pirates would probably be in there. Mine is more attractions focused, I think, than yours right. is more movie focused in, in some ways. I would put um, You'll Be In My Heart from Tarzan in there. Even though I've maybe seen Tarzan twice, that's just one of those right. songs you're just hearing it on its own has meaning, you know? So I was, I was real tempted to put Rescue Rangers or DuckTales <laughs> in there, too. Yeah. yeah. Just because... Yeah. That was my childhood. Absolutely. So, yep. and cool. and to this day, you know, when someone says DuckTales to me, everybody goes, ooh. Yep. It was funny. I was sitting at the, when I was typing up my notes earlier today, I was sitting at the table and Aiden was there next to me. And I went, at, what, did, what is it on? I said, Ch-ch-ch-ch-bandale. And he went, Rescue Rangers. I was like, what? wait a minute. Where did this come from? We have yeah. not yet watched this together. How do you know that? That's awesome. Thank you, Internet. Yes. So, anyway. Uh, which, by the way, they have a Chippendale Rescue Rangers lounge fly now. 
part of the decades collection on shopdisney.com. I appreciate the commercial. You know. But please tell me you didn't consider Adam's it. children. Please tell me. Do what? Did you consider it? Be no. honest. No. Okay, good. Now, the Just 90s, checking. I have a friend that's considering the 90s one, but he, he'll never buy it. The ni- What's the 90s one? Goof Troop. <laughs> I forgot how big Goofy was when I was in high school. When we were do in what? high school. Goofy, Goofy got his moment there towards the oh, last dude. half of the 90s. Yeah. I mean, part of the, the, the list we're going to go through here in a little bit, you're, you're yeah, going to talk true. about it. Yep. All right. So just starting the list, number 100, <laughs> which if this is a true list, these first two are way too low. Into the Unknown and Nothing Can Stop Us Now. Oh, man. Are, that Nothing Can Stop Us Now is a banger, man. That, that, when I was typing up my notes, that one is. An, that's one of those ones that are memes about it. As soon as you hear it, you just want to whistle it. Oh, I love it. Absolutely. We'll get I didn't mean I wanted to hear it right now, but you know what I mean. We'll take a ride. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so uh, my my list just crapped out on me. Do you Mine did too. I had to reload it. But no, I I would say though, I'm, here's my hot take. I would okay. rather hear Panic at the Disco's version of Into the Unknown than the one from the movie. I'm not a big Adele Dazeem fan. <laughs> I love Adina Mazel. I really do. Just because I love that style of music. I love the Oh sure, the Broadway thing. Band, and, yeah. Broadway stuff. Yeah. Um but Panic does an amazing job with that, that one. song. When the, when they do those little chord shifts towards the end. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um so a song that I don't think I've ever heard um and knowing the movie that I've seen and I don't think I ever want to see it again. Yeah. Best friends from uh, Fox and the Hound. Yeah, I don't know that I could pick that song out in the lineup. But Blair's I, I, a big Fox and the Hound fan. Is she? She has a lounge fly of that. Yeah. That movie is just so sad. <laughs> Insert up Bambi, etc. Well, it's kind only, of a theme. Yeah. It, it's kind it of is. like a where the red fern grows, but Disney style. Oh. <laughs> oh, or old Yeller, old Yeller which is yeah. Disney. Yeah. Um, all right, the next one, he's a tramp. I thought we Good weren't song. reading the list. Are we reading the We're list? We're not, but I do okay, have good. to get to this one. 96. Oh, yeah. Why is the golden dream from the American Adventure in even in this list? Why not? Because O Canada didn't make it. Yes, yeah, because it's O Canada. It's a national anthem. That's not an original Disney piece of music. Not O Canada. The <laughs> I know what Canada, you mean. I'm thinking wave your gold. That, that one. Mm-hmm. Did you almost you went in right into golden dreams, didn't you see? Did. That's why it's on the list. <laughs> That's why it's on the list. <laughs> go over go over to Norway. Norway is magic. Oh, that's not oh man. Dang that's it. not it. <laughs> uh, but I, I just first off, as many times as I go to Disney. I can't tell you the last time I sat in the American Adventure show. Mm. Yeah. Can can you? When's the last um, time you've sat in and watched? It's it? been a while, but it's been a while since we kind of had enough time in that area to do that. Like the last few times at Epcot were to see Mercy Me. We went there for Guardians. Like there was like an objective. Right. But um, the coolest thing about the American Adventure is the is seeing the turntable and the cartridge system they kind of use from behind. Yeah. If you can ever find I, a video of that, it. that's cool. 
I would love to see that. But yeah, yeah, I I, I think that one's on there because everything everything kind of morphs into that when you try to sing it for any other country. It's funny. America first, right? But can, can I just say, while we're on the topic of the American Adventure, um, I'm quickly scrolling. American Adventure, Promise from Illuminations, Reflection, Reflections of Earth, um, Veggie Veggie Fruit Fruit, We Are Here to Save the World from Captain EO. This list, yeah. if nothing else, proves Epcot's dominance as a juggernaut in the theme park industry due to the quality of the offerings that either are or have been presented there. Soren's on here too. Soren. Yep. Yep. Um, how is living with the land? How is living in the land? Not in my top five because like the original version. Okay. Okay. The original one. Or how is the Epcot entrance? Not on your top five. <laughs> just that, <laughs> just that boom, boom. With yeah. the drum. Oh man. Yeah. Literally I, when I, I sent you that the other day, I proceeded to jam to it all the way into the office. Oh my gosh. I, the, the one thing I want to talk about is there are so many songs on here. Like I've watched Ralph breaks the internet three or four times. Yeah. I didn't even know there was a big popular song that could be on a top. Well, it's not, it's list. not a big, it wasn't released, but it's a, it's in there. It's a musical number she does in, in the game slaughter race. But why? There's burning tires and dumpster fires. You don't remember that? Right. <laughs> but I do. But why is that in, even in this list? It's awesome. It's a, it's so, what's the word? Irreverent. It's the opposite it of a Disney musical number, which is what makes it great. Face tattoos yeah. and sharks that come um, up out of the sewer. It's great. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I want to jump down to, the, to 88 here. Okay. Jump down to 88. Uh, which is standout from Just a goofy don't go movie. back in time. I've never and, seen and a goofy movie, so. What? What year did the goofy movie come out, Dave? 1995. I was 15, man. Not watching Disney. So what? Post Pocahontas, I just Pocahontas, I was kind of okay. done with the whole hot thing. Hot take. Pocahontas is the worst princess movie ever made. I don't think that's that hot of a take, Dave. Okay. <laughs> the music is boring. <laughs> the premise is boring. Well, it, if honestly, if Disney was in the live action mode back then, given that it's historical in a lot of ways, would that would have been a history. great, yeah. But Disney was in very much of a, you look at Hercules, very Broadway-ish. Right. And it was like the first foray into like something real that actually could have happened. And it's like diggity dig, really? I mean, it's like. Oh, come on. Herc is awesome. No, not Herc. I'm talking about Pocahontas. Pocahontas was the first foray into something that actually happened in wrong audience. Yeah. Wrong audience. Even if you make a talking raccoon. And then you have the whole thing. It's funny to me how. You have an entire thing around a talking raccoon and a mosquito and co-opting a culture of <laughs> Native Americans and adding these random animals. The whole thing's just weird, but... Yeah, it is. Anyway. But anyway, I, I, let, let's get back to, to Goofy Movie. Yeah. You, you have a thought to why there are two Goofy Movie songs oh, on man. here. Standout doesn't belong here. I think Eye to Eye does belong in this list. Okay. Because Eye to Eye is the song everybody knows. If we listen to each other's heart, find we'll never do far apart. Really? Dude, I've never see seen Mac- the Goofy movie. But when you see Max in the park, he's wearing his Powerline outfit. Oh, I understand that, but I've still never seen it. And that's I understand what the Eye to Eye is. Yeah, I get it. Okay. Still never seen okay. it. So It's a what, bad 90s what, song. In a movie, did you just it, say it's a bad it's, '90s listen song? Listen to me. Eye to Eye is a bad '90s song. It's a cheesy '90s song. 
in a movie that just like the prequels was not relevant until all the people who loved it as a kid got older. I said it. Whoever wrote this list falls smack dab into that group that I just put on blast. Smack dab into the middle of them. You do realize we named our dog after this movie, right? That's fine. You can. I don't have a problem with it. I'm not mad at My you. My dog's name is Max. But Eye to Eye is a bad 90s cheesy song that, honestly, if we didn't have streaming, no one would remember it. Incorrect. Because we have because streaming, people, people are like, no, 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 oh, no, no, I no. remember that. People did. People watched this movie and talked about this movie and knew the dance from this movie way before Disney Plus came out. I know zero people that talk about this movie. I have never heard anybody but you talk about this movie, and I've never heard you talk about it until this conversation right now. Mm, okay. Well, I'm just saying. So whoever you're talking to a Goofy movie about, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. I it wasn't talking about a goofy. It, it wasn't, wasn't me. me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my speaking gosh. of cheesy music, the very next one on this list is Candle on the Water. Oh Pete Dragon. Dude. I'll be Passamaquati. Come on. on the water. Yes. <laughs> it's such a horrible movie and a Whoa. horrible song. Really? Really? You like that movie? I like Pete's Dragon. Yeah. When's the last time you watched Pete's Dragon? The last time I watched Pete's Dragon, it's been a few years, but it's been fairly recent. Really? Mm -hmm. I Can I tell you why? Why? I love, and me and my parents love, and they've passed that to, to my kids, the Willy Wonka, the original Gene Wilder, Willy Wonka, right. the Chocolate Factory. And we had two VHS tapes that had movies on them that I wore out. And I don't know, I don't think they were on the same one, but Pete's Dragon was one of them. And I just grew to love it. I, I think for me, the technical stuff they were able to pull off is pretty cool now looking at it. Now I don't now let, let me, let me, let me put it to you this way. Am I going out learning the dances and singing the songs and dressing up like Elliot in a jacket that looks like his thing with wings on the back and stuff? No, I'm not. I'm not trying to recreate anything. <laughs> But I do enjoy that film. Okay. All right. Um, but the, to go back really quick to the point about who wrote this, you know, another way you can tell is number 90 is wouldn't change a thing from Camp Rock 2. Now, you had a list of 100 songs to make, and you yeah. put anything from the Jonas Brothers in Camp Rock, one, two, five, nine, whatever, you put that on this list. You literally had all of Disney's songbook laid open for you, half of which before 1970 was written by the Sherman Brothers. And you put Camp Rock 2 on this list. Well, and they put a lot of, like, Man or Muppet. Am I a Man or oh, a Muppet? Oh, please. Was on here. Please. Which is a great song. It's it's great, but I wouldn't put it anywhere near no, top 100. No. That, um, no. A song that deserves, if this is a truly list of 1 through 100, and at number 86, One Little Spark. Oh, absolutely. I, I'm ashamed of myself for higher. not including that one in mine. But, yeah. Right. It needs to be way higher than 86. Yep. Three Caballeros at 85. Yep. Who's writing this? Grim Grinning Ghost at 84. Yeah. And that's behind number 80, if this is a ranked list, of Send It On by Disney's Friends for Change in 2000. Disney, who, what? I'm sorry. I was getting married Wait. that year. <laughs> what the Which heck is, is that? Which is also behind 
She's just so gone from Lemonade Mouth. Just around the river bend. Grr. <laughs> Grr. Um, a song that deserves to be on here, and I think that should be higher, if this is a list, than 82, Surface Pressure. Yeah, yeah. On From Encanto. That one's good. Um, yeah. Dadgum this list. This site is not good, y'all. No, it's not. I keep having to reload it. Can, yeah, can yeah. I, let, me, let me show the one thing that I'm not happy about with this list. Okay. Is there's only one Phineas and Ferb song on it, and it's Squirrels in My Pants. Now, so let me ask you. Don't hold get on, me wrong. That's on. a fun song. Go ahead. What were you going to ask me? So you're talking bad about people who love Goofy Movie. Okay. Which came out in 1995. Phineas and Ferb came out in 2000 okay. or, and something. You were way too old to be watching Phineas and I Ferb. I never watched Phineas and Ferb until Aiden started watching it. Okay. And he has every song on a playlist on Apple Music. So between Squirrels in My Pants, Gitchy Gitchy Goo, Truck Driving Girl, Queen of Mars, um, the alternate theme song <laughs> that, they, that they made. But Truck Driving Girl, I mean, come on, man. She's a clutch, ground and breaks. Tom, I mean, come on. How's that not on here? Anyway, I've, I, th- I I've think that was another another opportunity. But anyway. I think um, my girls just started watching Phineas and Ferb on our last trip. Oh, yeah. Aiden, Aiden, we got to go to a conference here. He met the two guys that did the voices of him. And did he meet Dr. Doofenshmirtz? No, he didn't meet D- Doofenshmirtz, but he met Phineas and Ferb, the, actor, the voice actors for both of them. Like right when they had announced they were renewing it to bring it back. Right. Like, literally the day after that, or else I doubt they would have been there. <laughs> like, we're not uh, going to that show in Lakeland. We're big again now, you know. But, right. um, but no, they, when, when they said his name in their voices, he was, like, freaking out. So, no, that, that comes uh, from that. Um, so, and, then, and then you get into this stretch where it's like, Hawaiian roller coaster ride, when will my life begin, everybody wants to be a cat, and then got to find you from Camp Rock, number one. Yeah, I don't understand How? why, uh, like... I get it. The Hannah Montana, the Camp Rocks, the the High School Musical. High School Musical had some very good songs on there. But to put them in a top 100 of Disney music is asinine. And then right after that is the Ballad of Davy Crockett. (laughs) It's like mishmash. Which, I mean, you could say it shows the varied nature of Disney's catalog, and I appreciate that. Yeah, I just um, I don't know. I would never have included any of the the original stuff, Disney Channel original movies. Maybe some High School Musical could fit in there somewhere, mm, right? Maybe for Aiden, he loves that too now. Poor unfortunate souls. Oh man, absolutely. Right. The wonderful thing about Tiggers, I don't know if I'd put that in the top one hundred. Sure you do. <clears throat> really? Bouncy bouncy bounce. Of course you do. The Rescue Rangers theme song belongs absolutely. here. Absolutely. I. Again, I, I the more I read this, the more I am convinced that this is not a. It's not ranked. One, it's not ranked. There's it no can't way. Can't be no, ranked. It can't be because let's just go ahead and let's let's not bury the lead. Number one on here is "Part of Your World." If you're telling me that that's the best Disney song of all time, I've got issues with you. No, it's honestly. Nothing against the the remake. It is it's the timeliness of this post is why they put it at number one. I don't think it's a ranking. I can't even get to number one anymore. So you're gonna have to tell me what. <laughs> like I'm scrolling yeah. and it's crapping out on me. I mean, number one is part of your world. Let me let me get to it. 
Number 44 is How Far I'll Go. Number 40 is Hakuna Matata. Yeah, no, it can't be ranked. Number 31 is This Is Me from Camp Rock. 30 is What Dreams Are Made Of from Lizzie McGuire. So based off of what you've seen then, what's missing? What's something that maybe you haven't mentioned or something that you haven't seen? I said my Phineas and Ferb thing. I think there are other ones that could have been on there. Wishes is one I mentioned that's not on there. Happily Ever After should be on here. Baby of Mine is not on here. I, I think... Hey, and, much and props is, to him for putting Promise from Illuminations on there, though. Right. Not a lot of love I, I for think, the old middle Illumination show. So this is going. This could get some political hate, but I, I'm going to say it anyway. Um, Song of the South should have some songs on here. Well, and, and that's, that's a, that is an interesting point. If you go back to... Disney World Resort TV in the late 90s, early 2000s. Zippity doo dah was like. That was it. It was everywhere. Zippity doo dah. Tip for today. You know, that right. kind of stuff was all over the place. And it's, I'll say it's a shame because I think that, that there were things in there worth, worth sharing. It's kind yeah. of a shame that it's having to be put into the box and, and on the shelf like it is. But um, I wish we were more sophisticated in our ability to analyze the past for what it is yep is that a good way to say that that's a good way to say it um i might have missed this song on here because i mean let's be honest the list is crapping out as we're going up and down was be prepared on here at all oh you know what that's a good point i was I not prepared for that it. question <laughs> do what i said i was not prepared for that question that was a i joke. don't know it is not I it saw... is not yeah and that's be one. prepared the whole How story behind that around, around uh, oh, what's the actor's name? Who played uh, Scar? Jeremy Irons. Jeremy Irons, but the voice of Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, um, did part of that song because Jeremy oh, Irons could really. Oh, you don't know that? You have to look that up. That might be no. a good. That might be a good post for the listener group page. So, what's the guy's name who does the voice of voice of Winnie the Pooh? Oh, you. If you had uh, to ask me, I, I can see you. his face. Jim Cummings. Yeah. So. Jeremy Irons had to go on vocal rest halfway through recording that song. So the first half or a certain verse of it is, is Jeremy Irons. And then he couldn't finish it. So Jim Cummings, they came to him and said, can you do this voice? And the rest of it is him. And you'd never know. No, you would never know. Yeah. You've got to Google that. It's an amazing story. And if you listen barely like a skosh, you hear a little bit of that Tigger growl in right. some of it you can kind of tell that that er ticker you know you can kind of yeah. pick it out but you have to literally be listening for it and that that for those kind of stories i think make it more than the song itself why it should be on the yeah. list so yeah uh, another one of those background have you i think i sent you this on tiktok but have you seen the recording of whoever did the uh haunted mansion recording he, he goes into his ghost host voice yep. and then he starts talking to, to Walt. Oh yeah. There's, like, there's that guy that does the hat box ghost looking thing. And he, he right. Yeah. 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 What's yeah. It, lip syncs to it. Right. But I have heard those. It, yeah. Yeah. Should, should I try amazing. that again? Do you want me to do that a different, a little bit different, that kind of yeah. thing? Yeah. 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 I, I love stories like that where you can see like peek behind the curtain. Oh sure. And see how they're making all of these um, amazing rides that, that we know and love dear. And then you go ahead. You see the real per person kind of coming yeah. out dear Disney plus. If you can hear us. Oh, for real. I would watch, I would literally have that on loop and I'd never turn it off. <laughs> give, give <laughs> so. me a, a, 
eight-hour just recording session oh, sure. of Ro- Robin Williams in the booth. And you know it's there. It's stored somewhere. It has to be. Yeah. I hope it is. Uh, Robin Williams in the booth doing Genie. I'll take the early 90s Disney World behind-the-scenes show with the dude with the glasses where he used to go around in the tunnels and all that. I would take that too, man. Yep. Don't let YouTube be the only place we can <laughs> get our vintage stuff. Let's get it on also, the plus, man. Disney Plus. Where is Walt Disney Presents? Yeah, that's another one I'd really like to see. Because it's out there. They sold the DVD collections of it in those metal cases. Yeah. Yeah. Especially the one where he introduces the whole idea of Disney World. Yeah. That one or especially. Disney, even Disneyland. Oh, the, all the Disneyland shows where they introduced everything too. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I, I need to see these. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't have to be remastered. In fact, it could be the, the old 50s. I don't care. I it needs to be out. There. Send me a copy of the film and make me buy a projector. I don't care. <laughs> I, just, it, I would right? I would love to watch it. Yeah, right. Um, so I we could go up and down on this list since since it's not a top one hundred. I think it kind of loses its its oomph. But I I I, I think that they have. I'd say seventy five percent of this list is correct. Yeah, of a list. There is some in there that we don't need that much Camp Rock. We don't need that much Lizzie McGuire, Hannah Montana. I get it. That was a big deal for, uh, I'd yeah. say, Zennials. Whole generation, yeah. Right. But I wouldn't say it's top 100 Disney. No. Um. So, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think... I would like to see a list of a true 100 to 1. What is Billboard's top 100 Disney songs in order? Mm-hmm. Do we trust Billboard to get it right? So of so your number one would be When You Wish Upon a Star. It was on there. Yes. Mixed with Happily Ever After. So Happily Ever After is not. Wishes was not my number one and is not. So what's not on there that you would rank number one then? Or what is on there that you would rank number one? Since neither of our number ones, if you don't count When You Wish Upon a Star, neither of our number ones were on there, but our number twos were. Honestly, I'd put Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow if it has to be a Sherman Brothers song. Yeah. I think it, Sherman Brothers has to be a number one song. Um, You could put the Mickey Mouse Club alma mater. Um. But I don't. I don't know. I don't know. What What about you? Yeah. See, I for me, and and again, this is a generational thing. Um, I think you have to go with something vintage. I think you have to. Um, I found another, and I was taking a second to type this. So here's an actual list. Okay. Disney songs ranked. It's from Collider, and When You Wish Upon a Star is number one. Okay. And what, I, what's and their think, top ten? All right. Their top ten is. <laughs> oh no hang on this is so this is the 20 best Disney movie songs ranked okay okay so it's 20 so we don't talk about Bruno A Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes Beauty and the Beast Beauty and the Beast song Under right. the Sea Colors of the Wind <clears throat> which how out of every Disney movie ever it has to just be cartoons so if we're taking that into consideration I'll skip ahead a little bit Snow White, Hercules, Jungle Book's all on here, but the ten, number 10 is The Bells of Notre Dame from The Hunchback of Notre Dame. 
That's not even the best <laughs> song in the movie. I know. How does Hellfire that even make is. it? Oh, my gosh. Number nine is Once Upon a Dream, Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Reflection from Mulan. Let It Go from Frozen. You've Got a Friend in Me from Toy Story. A Whole New World from Aladdin. Circle of Life from The Lion King. Be Our Guest. Part of Your World. And When You Wish Upon a Star. See, I'm not, I'm not upset with that list at all. I think you have to look for the number one. It has to be from the golden age. Whether it's the... It has to be. First time around with the attractions they were coming out in Disneyland and the movies they were coming out in the 40s and 50s or the, the, the second renaissance of the 80s and early 90s. It has to be from somewhere in those time frames. I don't think you can include Reflections from Mulan. You can Hunchback, Pocahontas. I don't think you can include those. Treasure, what are you going to put in some from Treasure Planet next? It's like No, Treasure Planet didn't have a <laughs> No, I know. I'm just saying it's like that. There, um, there's a window there where it just kind of – it doesn't even compare. And to throw something in there is really just more like lip service than really saying that it's one of the best. There are, I know of two songs better in Hunchback than Bells of Notre Dame. Okay. I mean, Hellfire is, oh my gosh, is the way that it's sung. It's just the, in my mind, it belongs in the top sure. 10. Um, I'm trying to think what the other one is. Um, out there. Oh, yeah, out there. Yeah, it was Richard Parnell. The finish of that song and the 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 accompaniment and everything builds so much. Right. It's too bad it's in that movie because <laughs> that's a wonderful Honestly, song. I like Hunchback. Yeah, I don't have I a like problem Hunchback. that much with it. Again, I think it comes back to if they released Pocahontas and Hunchback to me are really similar. Mulan is kind of on the border of that, but Pocahontas and Hunchback to me are very serious, very serious movies. And yeah. you put talking gargoyles and raccoons and hummingbirds and trees and all this kind of stuff to make it a kid's movie. But it was that time around when Eisner, because, you know, Toy Story, he wanted Toy Story to be edgy. And you see some of it with Sid, but he wanted Toy Story to almost be an adult film. Right. And you can see it a little bit, that mid to late 90s, Pocahontas, Hunchback, that kind of thing. If they made him as live action, I think they would have been, or released him straight to Broadway, they would have absolutely been wonderful. But in a cartoon just because it was the medium of the time. I don't think it jives. I need to rewatch Hunchback, though. I might give that one another chance. I've, I watched it recently. It's dark. Oh, sure. Very yeah. dark. Yeah. But it's I like it. See, but that's it's the thing. Dark. Animation now doesn't have to be right. bright and colorful anymore. Back then, it was different. Now, animation right. means any number of things. So I think the reason I like it, though, is probably different than the reason you would like it. I like it because of the musicality of it. Okay. You're saying I'm not um, musicality? You don't have me. No, no. But keep in mind, <laughs> I, I like Broadway a lot more than you do. That is true. And and so I, I like it because of how Broadway esque it is. That's why I do like Hercules for that reason, though. Yeah, I thought Hercules was really good. I thought I think that one of the most underrated songs or stories Disney has ever done is Herc. Yeah. Um. Now, if I never hear, um. How far I go? Not how far I go. Uh, um, crap. The dis the running song. Where I belong. Where, no. no uh, the one they play at Run Disney all the no, uh, time. Yeah, hang on. It's um, go the distance. Yeah. If I'd never hear go the distance again, <laughs> I'll be okay. I, that two races we did together. I think they played it uh, probably a hundred times. Oh, sure they did. I mean, just it just race. fits so well, you know. It does, but come yeah. on. <laughs> so. Love it. Hey, we spent 
two thirds of a show talking Disney on here, and we were positive. Hey, that's because it's it's ranking things we love. It's not right. Exactly, the business model's all messed up. See, we can talk <laughs> Disney on this show. We can. I like it. I like it in a particular way. Did you get your fix? <laughs> Are you happy now? I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm mm. skosh. A skosh. Mm. A skosh. Well, that's why I mean, you have Top of the World, a DVC podcast. I also have Around the Fire Pit. That is true. You do talk Disney on there too. I do have Around the Fire Pit, but I can't talk Ahsoka on Around the Fire Pit mm. because Matt doesn't like sci-fi, and Ryan thinks that the Empire was correct. Empire was correct. He thinks that the Empire was justified for what they've done, what they did. Mm. Interesting. I said, what are you, also communist? See this. <laughs> the Stephen A. of Star Wars. <laughs> right. The Empire was correct. Start screaming about it. <laughs> Fascinating. So, so he sees the rebellion as terrorists, essentially, then. Yes, he does. Interesting. But he lives in America. How does he feel about the Revolutionary War? <laughs> he lives in Boston, of all places. Too. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to go visit the harbor. <laughs> right? <laughs> and they also say that you can never park in Hobbit Yard because that's way too expensive. Is it really? Is that why they say that? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I've heard yeah. that. but Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right. So there's our show this week. <laughs> hey, I'm going to throw this out there. All right. Um, if you've got a, a, an idea for a topic, oh, okay. shoot it to us in the, uh, in the Around the Fire Pit. Well, not Around the Fire Pit. <laughs> in Unrelated. We were just talking about Around the Fire Pit. <laughs> Come back to me, Dave. Come back <laughs> Come to back. me. No, shoot it to us in the unrelated birth lister group. Uh, we've got a lot of ideas in the hopper, but oh my gosh. <laughs> do we but have I a lot of ideas in the hopper? We do. We do, do we? We hadn't we hadn't brought on Amanda does her TJ Maxx. Oh, that movie. yeah, you're right. We, I can't do haven't. I can't do show prep sheets anymore. You you ridicule me for that. So I'm not I, mean, I don't know where no. our ideas are stored anymore. I'm not going to laugh at you too much. Too much. <laughs> too much. Um, so how should they tell us about those ideas, Dave? So you could do it. Where's our scroll? Oh, shoot. We've got a whole show and the scroll's not there. Uh, you can do it on <laughs> Facebook at the Around the... <laughs> around the... Around what are you the, doing? No, around the scroll. I'm sitting here looking at it. I'm like, come on. Uh, Man, I can... That's twice. This I'm is offended. Twice. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So... <laughs> unrelated at birth listener group join us there if you're not in there already then why not we have a lot of fun uh facebook and instagram we're at unrelated birth twitter we're at not related bros we even have a uh uh whatever that other one was that was popular for a week threads or whatever it is account. yeah don't we we do have a threads yeah but we we haven't pulled on those threads in a while no I don't we think haven't. I put, opened the app in a while. <laughs> I did day so. one. And it's like, oh, this is just another thing like the other thing. Okay, got it. Yeah, exactly. Just another um, thing. But Adam, if they want to call in like BK, uh, how would they do that? They would call 863-345-0088. And one thing I would also ask in addition to ideas for the show, I would like to, I covet your ideas for what we should call the phone line. The birth let's line. let's no. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not crazy i'm not a fan of that so let's <laughs> let, we'll put it out there whoever whoever um 
if you give us a winning idea that we like and we we take on, we'll uh, put your name on the screen. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll do more than that. We won't have a budget for prizes. Well, what we would we do? Get what a t-shirt, do? maybe. A t-shirt, maybe. Okay. Yeah, you too could own a you could you two could maybe own a t-shirt of unrelated at birth. But seriously, 863-345-0088. Hit us up there on the socials for any show topics, ideas. Like you said, my dad, BK, they left voicemails. We play it. We will do it every single time, provided that it is family friendly. So give us a shout. Yeah. Ah. I gave you a shout. Thank you, Dave. I'll get you a maybe t-shirt. A maybe (laughs) t-shirt? I don't think I could wear a maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the Uber has no clothes. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. Sharp rocks at the bottom? Bring it on. <laughs> awesome. Anyway, anyway. All right. We are still also looking for moderators so we can go live. This would have been a great topic to go live on. Um, we'll have to have some some other live topic and ideas. So we can have a moderator Absolutely. who can moderate the people's moderators instead of regulators. This is no regulators is in my head. I yeah, I don't, I don't know where you're going with that. Anyway, all right, guys, we love y'all. Thank y'all so much for listening to us, <sighs> giving us your ear holes, giving us your time. Uh, <laughs> it's late. Give me a break. You kicking it over I'm to me a- now? Yeah, well, I've got to go back and finish my my Ahsoka binging. So I've got another episode to watch. Awesome. Yeah, I'm kicking it over to you, Adam. Take them home, sir. Will do. Thank you, sir. Thank you again, everybody, for listening to Top of the World Podcast. My name is Terry Weaver. This is my co- Oh, shoot. I'm so sorry, Dave. I am so sorry. I'm doing it to you now. (laughs) Seriously, everybody. Thank you for giving us an hour plus out of your week every week. We appreciate it more than you know. And uh, never forget that we love you, but not as much as Jesus does. Stay safe out there and be kind to one another. And we'll talk to you again next week. And Adam hit the right button this time. I did. Bye, y'all.